Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey everybody and welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 53 and today Thomas Sejaci is going to join us. He's an infielder with the Texas Rangers, fifth round draft pick in 2020. But before we get to Thomas, we are going to go to the big leagues. All right. We're eliminated. It's out. <laughs> yeah. There are no playoff hopes. The, the dream is over. The dream yeah. is over. The Rangers are 64 and 84 right now. They're 5 and 5 in their last 10. They did win last night against yeah. the Angels. Yeah. Uh, turned a triple play. We'll talk about that here on in just Tuesday. a second. Yeah. 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 On Tuesday, the triple play. Right. But wow. Um, let's talk about Young. Um, he's been up two weeks now. Uh, it'll be two weeks on Friday. On so, Friday. Yeah. By the time this hits, it'll be two weeks. There he is right there. I mean, he, he, look, he. Didn't have the greatest night. Um, he's had a few Ks lately, but yeah, uh, I see some freak out on on uh, a lot of people online. That, you know, is this another Joey Gallo? No, it's holy not another... cow! Somebody said that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. So it's not a Joey. Good lord, the guy hadn't <laughs> even been up here two weeks, and and yeah. Joey didn't put up numbers like Young put up in the minor leagues. Yo- Joey put up a lot of power in the minor leagues. Yeah. Um, but he didn't have the the, the overall hitting. He's always been. What well, what well, Joey had a really good year at high A. He, right. hit, he had a high average, and then he got to double A, and things kind of turned a little bit south on him average-wise. Uh, yeah, he's always had the power. Josh is a, is a better hitter. He's a hitter, yeah. Um, the, the thing that I think is, is concerning right now is, uh, as of Wednesday, 25 strikeouts and 45 at-bats, no walks. You right. Know? So, uh, and, and, you know, two weeks in, he's, he's shown that he can hit for power. Right. Uh, he's played well defensively. Um, I, You know. It's it's new and and another thing to keep in mind, he had 99 at bats at AAA before they called him up. Right, and he's at 45 right now. Quick math tells me that's not even 150 at bats. Nope. So you're talking about a guy who really I don't even think he got 500 career at bats in the minor leagues. Who who's who's come up pretty pretty young. Who um, earned it by the way? He's but he yeah his performance earned it. He, he yeah because of the COVID year the lost year. The injuries that he's had, he is kind of be, maybe being accelerated a little bit, just you know, with, to to line him up with the Rangers timeline for their sure. what they believe is their window to contend. But he's very smart, very heady. Uh, he he's going to be fine. He's going to figure this out, and that's why he's up here now. Right, he's getting a feel for it. He's getting a, you know the book is out now apparently. Yeah, on, on how to how to beat Josh Young, and so he's going to have an off season to work on things that and adjust that that exactly that he'll need to adjust to and. You know he'll open the season next year as a third baseman, and and we'll see what goes from there. But yeah, you know this is a this is a young player, and you have to you have to understand. I mean, Julio Julio Rodriguez had str- struggles at the start of the year. Yeah, Bobby Wood Jr. struggled to start the year. Spencer Torkelson did, and and got sent down eventually, but he's back in the major leagues now. So these are like premium hitters from their respective draft classes. Bobby Wood Jr. was in the same draft class as as Josh. Yep, and and so. Um, you know, it just takes a little time. Oh, well, I, I, my reaction to that too, just like you said, I'm sitting there thinking about that. And I'm like, you got to think about it too. Look at the very, look at the way the season started for uh, Marcus Simeon, sure. who started out horrible to start. Season. You know, everybody gets to the major leagues. I don't care what kind of a hitter you are. You go through a slump. Sure. And when you're going through your slump at 150 total at bats, 
yeah. right? That you're, or I guess, around four, you know, a hundred at bats or whatever. It's going to happen. It's just that it's the end of the year. This is one of the biggest names to get called up, yeah. and everyone expected him to come up here. Already have eleven home runs, hitting four eighty <laughs> uh, with about a fifteen hundred OPS. Yeah. I mean, that's what you expect. This is reality. This kid's getting exactly what he needs right now. Yeah, yeah, he, and and you're right. You know, slumps are magnified at the start of a career, start of a season, the start of anything, and right. so. Yeah, you know, Mike Trout, the best player in the world. If you think, you know, I I think he is. That's yeah, another look, argument. Anyway, anyway, argument. Anyway, anyway, 2011, he got called up and had to go back down to Double A. Right. All right. It happens to the best of them. Right. And, and so, um, I'm not saying Josh Young is going to be Mike Trout, but <laughs> Josh Young's not not going to be some bum. I mean, he's he's, no. he's, he's and he's going to get a he's going to get better the more he plays and just give him time. Absolutely. This guy has proven at every level that he can hit. It just be patient, folks. Look, yeah. it, it's here. When I saw that, it just was comical to me. It made me laugh and do that. What about Tavares? Well, he he's struggling too. He's he's still a young player. Uh, you know, he's younger than Josh Young. Yeah. And, and uh, he has more big league time, obviously. Uh, you know, last night was a big night for him. Wednesday night was big. He had a couple hits. He had a big hit in the eighth inning. Uh, with the bases loaded and one out after Young had struck out for the fourth time. Uh, it was a two-strike hit, hit it, hit the ball the other way. So, uh, you know, we talked to him about it, about his kind of struggles on Tuesday. Entering yesterday, I think he had he was 10 for 60 in his last however many games that, that covers. Uh, so, but he's, 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 uh, he's shown that he's a major league outfielder. Yep. Um, you know, the bat's always going to be the, the thing that, that he's going to have to work on. He's a switch hitter. Um, it's both sides the same problem. He's he's a little jumpy. Is he called it stability? His, his balance is off. Maybe he's jumping at pitches a little too much. It's big for him to to gain a little more confidence in, in these uh, uh, mechanical adjustments he's making because he's not going to play winter ball. Right. So he wants to take this into the off season and and be able to work on that and leave leave for the Dominican. That's where he spends his off season. Uh, in a good headspace so that he can have, knows what he's working on, doesn't have to go to spring training and try to figure something out. I mean, look, he's right now he's pretty much settled in that he's probably going to be the opening day center fielder next year. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see – he has done nothing to say he's not going to be right. the opening day center I think the Rangers like to see him be, you know, solidify enough to where he could maybe start – be a leadoff hitter. Uh, I think they're really looking for a true leadoff hitter to do something like that. Yeah. But even if he's not, this guy's an amazing outfielder. And, he, and, he, and look, yeah, everyone – again – you just happen to be going through a slump at the time Josh Young's going through a slump. He hasn't really slumped all year. I mean, he's yeah. had his time, but it's not horrible. It is, every player goes through it for a little bit where, yeah. or they're hitting right at people or they just don't get sure. comfortable at the plate and they've got to go make some adjustments or do whatever. But I tell you what, all year long, he's looked comfortable at the plate. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's another one I'm not worried about. You know, Josh Smith hit his very first homer over the fence. Last yeah, night. yeah. So, did y'all get a chance to talk to him? Yeah, on I, we did. And he, 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 yeah, yeah. Did he get the ball? I don't know. I didn't ask him that. Okay. He laughed and yeah, but he, he admitted it felt good. Uh, on on Tavares, you know, he started the year so hot in AAA, then he had a bad May, then he rebounded, got called up, was good, was good, was good, and has gone through this slide. So he's got a chance to adjust back right now. Sure. Um, you know, he's and you and you mentioned him as a, a terrific center fielder <clears throat> in that game last night, ninth inning. Th- this this is a play that that usually doesn't get made. Right. Mike Trout leads off with a single, hits it hard into the gap. Tavares cuts it off and holds him to a single. Right. Now, uh, you know, it was a five-run game at the time, not a big deal. 
usually that's a double. If that's right. a one-run game and the run, then the tying runs at second base with no outs. Absolutely. That that's the kind of those are the kind of plays that teams that are championship level make. Yep. That's why the you know the Astros when they had the the great outfield uh, of Springer and Marisnik and uh, Josh Reddick there in seventeen and eighteen, they made plays like that. And those are run-saving plays. Absolutely. They really are. And and um, Tony Beasley brought it up. I was going to bring it up. I asked about the, the defense after the game because they had a nice defensive game. You know, defense is so important. And, and if you have an out, a big outfield yep. and you have that guy in center field, it's pretty strong. So I, I really like Leoti. I've always been a big Leoti guy. No, you have. Uh, and, and so I just I think that what he's dealing with now, he's going to learn from it and, and next, next offseason – it's very similar to Josh Young on, on opening day next year. Everything's going to be fine. And you know what? It's also, it, it, it might be sort of semi-blessing in disguise that Young's the one that's struggling a little bit. Maybe that overshadows the fact that he's having a little bit of a downtime right now. Yeah. But but you know what? I think everyone I think everyone agrees that, that Leody Tavares will be on this roster. I mean, this guy has now solidified he is an outfielder in the major leagues. Uh-huh. Is he not? Is he going to be the leadoff guy? We don't know. We, yeah. like, like we said there. But I have said it over and over. From our vantage point where we sit, that guy gets to balls easily that I've seen other center fielders don't get to. Right. And right. he, when it goes off the bat, you're thinking, uh-oh. And then you see him gliding and go, he is making that look like it was just nothing. Right. And he just goes right over to it. But, yeah, cutting yeah. off the ball last night, that's so important. Making the right throw. I'll talk about double-A. Double-A is where the, when I went out huh. there for the playoffs when we get to the minor league, go down to the yeah. bus leagues after Thomas comes on. But but those guys aren't making the cutoffs or hitting the cutoffs. These sure. guys, that's so huge defensive-wise um, to, to make the cutoff and do that and, and stop a single from being a double, keep the extra, like yeah. you said, especially well, if there was one run. And when 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 Chris Woodward was fired, uh, the, you know, the, the talk was that the Rangers wanted to see things done differently and and have them prepare better for games. And one of the things that they really wanted to emphasize is defense and doing the fundamental stuff. And <clears throat> Tony Beasley even mentioned it yesterday pregame, you know, su- stuff like hitting the cutoff guy, you yep. know, knowing where to throw the ball. And, and you know, he he brought this up and I hadn't thought about it. Spring tr- spring training was shortened, but that's pretty basic stuff. Sure. You know, there's there's really no excuse for that. And somehow it got away from the Rangers. And it's, it's not, you know, things aren't perfect defensively. Sure. That's why you notice when they have excellent defensive games like they did last night. But you know, and if, the Angels don't. If they, oh my God, if this if this team is gonna be good, they right. have to catch the ball. And oh it's, man, it starts with the ones right at you. The plays you got to make. If there's an out, you and and it's right at you. You have to make the out. Absolutely. And then and then the the special plays will take care of themselves. But get yep. the make catch the ball. Get the outs you're supposed to get. Well, in this team right now, I mean, I think uh, since the All-Star break or something, they're 11th in offense or something. I, I saw some obscure stat like that. Offense isn't the big problem right yeah, now. No. Um, they're putting up the runs for a winning team. Yes, they can go improve over the offseason. Pretty much the lineup that's going right now is a lineup that's going to be here yeah, next year. Um, and so they can go out and, and upgrade. They can go do some stuff. Pitching, pitching, pitching. <laughs> that's where this problem still lies. Uh, Dane Dunning did okay, but I mean he struggled, and he might be playing his way back to the back of the rotation or off. I don't know. I like Dane. I really like yeah. Dane a lot, but he's you know he's not a high strikeout guy. He's a sinker ball guy. Yeah, well, I mean I I don't think even when the Rangers acquired him, the thought was he would be a back of the rotation. Guy. Sure. And and you know if you have John Gray, 
if you re-sign Martin Perez, and if, you know, as Ray Davis says, you sign two others and you have Nate Dunning. That's not bad. That's not bad, mm-hmm. depending on who the others are. But, you know, I, I also don't think that the Rangers want to bog themselves down, though, with big, big pitching contracts because they do want all these pitching prospects that they have to be the answer that they've drafted and developed to, to work their way into the rotation and to be a successful team. You have to have guys who are under club control, who are star players and can be there for a while. So that's why I said, that's why Tavares is important. That's why Josh Young is important. That's why Cole Wynn, Jack Leiter, Kumar Rocker, yep. Zach Kent, who's been unbelievable. Yeah. And triple A <clears throat> Cole Reagans. That's why all these guys are important. You want to see them develop. Maybe next year's not their year. That's fine. But you sign a bunch of one or two year contracts to give these guys just a little more time. Um, I don't, you know, Jacob DeGrom's out there, injury problems. Carlos Rodon could be out there, injury problems. Um, I don't, I just don't see them signing a guy, maybe one guy. Maybe you sign one guy to a multi year deal. Sure. But I think if they're going to sign pitchers, they either acquire guys who are under club control or they sign free agents to, to, to short term deals. And there's a lot of them that are yeah. going to be out that are serviceable enough. Look, and and, and guys, you got to remember, this is a pitcher's ballpark. There are some guys that could come into this ballpark that can – Martin Perez is having a lot of luck in this mm. ballpark as a ground ball pitcher. Yeah. And, and and look what he's done. He's built for this ballpark. Sure. When half your starts are going to be here, that's why your ERA is below three and you've got him. And if Martin Perez, honestly, on a great team, if he's your number three, four, or five, and yeah. on a great team, doing what he's doing now. I mean, right now he's your your ace, right? Yeah. But John Gray is the real ace signed on the staff right now. Although he's yeah. not a true ace, yeah. he's probably the the he's got the higher upside of any of them. Yeah, he's, he's a strikeout guy. He has he very good hard. stuff. Yeah. He's got very good stuff. He's had some stupid little injuries this year that kind of sucked. But John Gray is a solid two, three. Yeah. Up there. I mean, you still would love a, a big ace. I mean, this team. <laughs> Has got if they sign Martin, you've got two great arms for there. Because right. Perez, even being your third or fourth pitcher, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, but those two top of your rotation, you just need it at the back end. The bullpen also could use a little bit of, of something. I don't, you know, uh, you, there's no more John Daniels. He usually doesn't sign closers. He did sign what's his name, Joe Nathan. Joe Nathan yeah. that worked out. I mean, Diaz is going to be a free agent. Um, uh, I think Kenley Jansen is going to be a free agent. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I think that. And I think I wrote it that the the biggest shortcoming of the current pitching staff is the, the closer role, and uh, I would love to. I think everybody would love to see him sign a closer. You know, yeah. it, it would just just it just gives the team confidence. You sure, know? you don't you don't go into the I mean, oh my god, you know, what, what what's going to happen now? Well, if you, you know? sign a good closer and he ends up becoming your setup guy because one of your own guys <clears throat> turns into a great closer, yeah. you still got two back end guys. Yeah, so you, that's what you need. So uh, you know, it's a new 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 top of the uh, player. Uh, president of baseball operations now. Yeah, uh, I, he was. You know, he's going to come in this offseason, Chris Young, because we part. We promised him barbecue. Yes, um, <laughs> but it's going to be busy, and and I really think that I, I'm. I really am curious to see how he will approach the bullpen because you know he he played with Trevor Hoffman, who's in mm-hmm. the who's in the Hall of Fame. Right. The the Royals team that won the World Series that he that Chris was on had Greg Holland. And, and really, that was the first time that you saw teams try to shorten games in the postseason because the right. Royals had such a great bullpen. Right. So I'll be, I, I bet he values, as a former player, I'm willing to bet that he values closers a, a little bit more. Yeah, that, that'll that be fun to watch. Anything else before we get to Thomas? No, we're, we're counting down the games, and um, I'm, I'm 
looking forward to the off season. Uh, <laughs> we're doesn't there. doesn't mean we're going to get any rest. Nope, at Rangers nope. today. We'll still be cranking we stuff just, out. We'll just be home more at night with the families. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You way more than me. I don't go to all the games. I go to one a, one a series. You being home with the family. But you know, before we go any further, you're wearing that hat. The thing yeah. that's coming up. This is today is NTX North Texas Giving Day. So it'll be over by the time that that this airs. But. Sure, but. On October doesn't 14th. mean you can't get into yeah, this October right here. October 14th, Do It For Durrett Foundation is having its uh, uh, annual event. It's called the Ocho. <laughs> and so you can go to doitfordurrett.com or go to the Twitter account for information. But uh, it's a big, it's, uh, you know, Richard, You'll be there, I'll yeah, be there. Richard Durrett, our old, our old buddy who passed away suddenly in 2015. Uh, we don't we don't help his family anymore. It's for area families. We've helped more than 100 of them who've, you know, experienced a sudden loss of a, of a parent and you know kind of families wondering what to do so we try to help them out financially however we can sure try to get them back on their feet uh you know after they have their breath taken away so um anyway yeah donate if you can also uh while we're while we're talking money rangerstoday.com is 5.99 a month or 60 dollars for a year and uh again we don't take time off in the off season and and if you just want to do the off season it's going to be it's going to be a busy dang off season with free agency <laughs> hiring the manager which is the most important thing so it'll be busier than last year it should they may be. not spend the money they spent last year but it is going cuz i think now people realize the rangers are players in the free agent market sure and movers and shakers and they want to compete in 2023 yeah so I think a lot of people know Rangers. You know, I noticed every free agent that's been listed right now and predictions of where they're going. I'm not kidding. Aaron Judge, DeGrom, every one of them, part of the list is the Texas Rangers. Boy, and you know why? Don't know that they're going to go there. I don't know that Judge would come to Texas. It's because the Rangers have money, they've spent it, and they want to get better, so they can't ignore them. Mm-hmm. They used to ignore it. When everyone last year, they said, Rangers are going to be players. We're going to spend some money. I think everyone laughed at that and went, <laughs> okay, all right. I think I did too. I yeah. know. I, me too. So, <laughs> All right, well, let's go to Thomas and JC right now. They're going to go down in the bus leagues. Playoffs are going on with Frisco Rough Riders. I was out there for the first playoff game. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, let's go to Thomas and JC right after this. Joining us right now from San Antonio, Texas, where the Frisco Rough Riders are taking over are taking on the San Antonio missions in the playoffs. Already up one and oh. It's Texas Rangers infielder Thomas Sajacy. Tom, thanks, buddy, for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. Hey, what did you have for breakfast? <laughs> uh, I went to first watch. Solid. What first watch has the giant pancakes, right? Yes. Did I you think. dive into some of those? No, I did not. Well, what did you have? I had just a hash. A skillet <laughs> hash. What was in it? Come on. Details. Potatoes, sausage. I think onions, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. Eggs. It'll be a joy to be around later then. <laughs> did you get the spe- <laughs> did you get the bacon appetizer, the special bacon? I did not. Man, what's they call that? Million dollar bacon? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yes, I don't know what you're talking about. Where's yeah. the place? First watch. Oh, first watch. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so how how is San Antonio treating you guys? I know I know you haven't played yet, but I guess you got down there yesterday. 
Um, I went with a couple couple guys on the team. We went to the Riverwalk. Okay. And that was really cool. And we saw the Alamo, and and uh, it was really neat. I didn't did even a- know any of that stuff was here, honestly. So that was cool. You did all the San Antonio stuff. Okay, that's good. <laughs> where where are you guys staying? Because I don't I don't even know where that ballpark is. I yeah I don't know I you, <laughs> I have no idea. Are you close to downtown? I think it's like uh, 15, 20 minutes from downtown area. Probably. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, so, yeah. so you are uh, the reigning. I guess. I guess. I guess you're going to be the reigning Texas League Player of the Week all the way until the first week of next season, because uh, you <laughs> won it for you won it for the last week of the regular season, which was your first week of Double A. Um, I, you know, what did you have? Three doubles, two triples, a homer, nine RBIs, a grand slam, twelve sixty six OPS. What, what what's going on, man? I mean, I thought Double A was supposed to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's it's just one week, you know. Anything can happen in one week, but yeah, I don't know. I just seeing the ball well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you you've had a. It's not like you were hitting one ten at at. At Hickory, you you were hitting three ten there, uh, fourteen home runs. What what this season has kind of what what's been the key for you so far this year? Um, I'd say really just trusting myself. In the past, I've gone to other people, which I've everybody's given me great advice, but I really realized that you know I'm my best hitting coach and I'm my best fielding coach and. I know the most about myself out of anybody. I mean, naturally, I think that goes goes for everybody. And trusting myself and not being afraid to to make changes, I guess, if that makes sense. Sure. And having fun with it too. Yeah. You know, I was last year. I was a little more strict with my hitting mechanics and stuff. This year, I'm just like, you know, if it feels good, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. So yeah, ma- imagine that. Yeah. Going with feel that works. You know, uh, I, you, you kind of started a little slow. Maybe is that, is that where the trust factor came in or is that where the, the not afraid to change factor came in? Um, let me think. I think that's, that's more when I had to really like, really trust myself and my body to get into good positions and stuff. And then, and then more towards later in the year when I would go through a game or two or I'd go BP and I, and I was like, Whoa, this feels really good today. I'm just going to do that today. <laughs> what, I mean, you yeah, know, I, from, you're, you're not, uh, you're not, uh, Joey Gallo, you're not six five and two hundred and fifty pounds, but you still you still kind of pack a punch. What where where do you what generates the power in your swing? Is it bat speed? Is it just what what would you say? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I mean, honestly, I don't think I have extraordinary power. My goal is just to try to. I feel like everybody has the power to hit homers, but the real key is how often can you 
how often can you hit the ball like a couple feet over the fence? You know what I'm saying? Like how often are you getting that swing off rather than just the pure power? Yeah. Well. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question. It, or not, it, but. it does. I mean, because because what you're saying is you, you got to find the barrel. No matter what, no matter what you do. Exactly. No matter, and everybody has the, the power, you know, everybody can hit a ball. Almost everybody on our team can hit a ball 400 plus feet. I'm sure everybody can. So it's like, how often can you do that? Basically is how I look at it. Yeah. We had your, we had your buddy, uh, Evan Carter on a couple of weeks ago. And I, I think, I think he actually referenced a conversation with you about, about hitting the ball over the fence and how it's more, it's not uh, what you do in the gym. It's it's your swing and, and repeating it. So definitely, you just, you just jar, joggled my memory there. Uh, yeah, we've talked about that extensively, and it's like obviously being stronger and 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 whatnot helps a lot. But if I could already hit the ball over the fence, it's it's more about how many times can I get that good swing off. Sure. Now the gym might help me get my. One that goes to the track, maybe that one goes over, but but yeah, definitely. Okay. Hey, the, d- defensively, you can pl- you can play second, short, and third. Where are you most comfortable? I'd say I'm most comfortable. Uh, I'm pretty comfortable everywhere. Probably mostly at second. It's fair. Um, why, why, why? Just because I've played a lot of second recently. Okay. It's normally wherever I've played recently is where I'm the most comfortable, honestly. Played third base the other night. All right, so right now it's third. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if I play, like I played second base for the past two weeks pretty much before that, so I'm still. But then I'll play, uh, I'm playing, if I play like three games at third, then it's like, okay, now I'm, I'm more comfortable at third. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, where, I mean, you, you know, you, you know, the landscape, you know, who's in the system, you know, who's on the major league roster. Is it, is it, is it too far? Is it too soon for you to start looking at, man, I need to learn how to play right field or left field or catcher or something. <laughs> or are you just, I don't, really, I don't really worry about that. Honestly, I kind of just go play and, and I haven't really thought about that much. Well, so. well if you hit the yeah. ball, they're going to find a place yeah. to play. Yeah. If you hit, they're going to find a, pl- a spot for you. And you're hitting. <laughs> yeah. So, so last year, you get, you kind of got your feet wet there down east. Uh, didn't, didn't play every day. Uh, but you still, I think you still had 250 at bats, 300 at bats. This, this year, you've been a regular. Are you, are you, how, how's your body holding up? Are you, are, is it, is it, is it tougher than you thought maybe to get through a full, a full season? Um, well, last year I played quite a bit, so I felt like that was kind of, that was kind of a, a, a good introduction to it. And then this year, not much, it, it hasn't been like crazy, crazy, but there's definitely days where you're like really dragging or something's aching or something like that. But for the most part, it's been pretty good. It's a long season. For sure, and it's a grind, but but I mean, we're, I'm pretty fortunate to get to play. Yeah, well, I mean, the grind the grind's part of it. I mean, that's the 
that's what you got to learn how to fight through. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, that's the, that's the fun part of it, too, you know? How am I going to, you know, my body hurts. How am I going to get through the day or my swing's off? How am I going to find a way to get a hit today and stuff like that? So that's, I gotta, that's I, the part. I got to tell you, it- you're, you're, I think you're the first person who's ever said that's fun. So, hey, that, that's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big feather in your cap, buddy. Uh, so, so, uh, are are you, are you, were you surprised that, that you got promoted with a week to go? Um, kind of a little bit. Yes. I kind of saw, they kind of hinted at it the week prior and I'd been told that, I, that, They'd been wanting to send me up, but you never know. There's a bunch of hearsay, and you never really know. Yeah. So, sure. I was a little, I was like a little, I was kind of expecting it because of what they said previously in the week. Okay. Um, so, geared up for it. Nice. But the week to go, I was like, kind of weird, but <laughs> I'm, I'm hey, you're in, the, you're in the playoffs. That's right. You got another week. So, uh, sure. and, and I mean, the, the, the Frisco roster at this point is like half the Hickory roster most of the season anyway, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing this seamless transition. What's that? It was a seamless transition. I mean, it's like you had to meet everybody new. No, not, it's, it's pretty, you know, you know, most of the guys from spring training anyway, so uh-huh. yeah. it's not so, too bad. So who who are you? Who are you? Are, I guess you're staying in a hotel. Do you have to have a, you have a roommate? Yeah, my roommate's Evan. Oh, okay. well, he was your roommate in Hickory. Okay, right. all right. Yeah, I didn't know. If, I didn't know if maybe you and Angler were playing together or living together or something like that. Yeah, we're we've been roommates pretty much the whole year everywhere. <laughs> what kind of what kind of guy is Evan Carter? <laughs> Very nice guy. <laughs> very nice southern southern hospitality very, really down to earth real kind yeah it's kind of i don't want to say it's a clash of cultures but you're from southern california and he's from eastern tennessee so, <laughs> so it seems yeah. like kind of an odd fit it is definitely yeah well but you always got we you always got baseball so it, 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 you got baseball, and you guys were part of that that crazy draft class in 2020, where there are only five rounds. Yeah, I mean, I mean, did, yeah. did you did you gravitate to them? Were you? I mean, you guys, I guess that instructs that fall. Have you guys been buddy buddy since then? Pretty much, yeah. I don't pretty much because we were roommates then, <laughs> and so we've been pretty pretty tight since then. Yeah, yeah, well, that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so you guys are about to. F- you're in San Antonio. What's what is playoff baseball like at this level? Um, it's as opposed to what? As opposed to regular. <laughs> as opposed to like the regular season. I mean, can you tell that? Can you tell that it's more intense? I I didn't catch that last part. Can Can you tell that it's more intense? Is is a playoff game more yeah, intense? More, they're more into it. Um, definitely more into it. In the regular season, it's you want to win, but 
you're like you also think about yourself because you're trying to get to the big leagues as as selfish as that may sound but that's the reality of it you know i want to win in the regular season for sure but here it's like kind of more back to i'm just trying to like i'm just doing whatever i can to help my team win and so that's the fun you know that's what makes baseball so much fun so i've i've really enjoyed it it's intense it's and uh yeah I've, i like it a lot and i was lucky enough to be in the playoffs last year too so it's oh that's right that's it's right fun. Yeah, yeah for sure okay so um what do you got what do you got planned for this off season um i'm just gonna go home take a couple weeks off then start training pretty much i mean nothing really i might go to i think i'm going to italy to for to try out or something for the world baseball classic team but i haven't heard anything about that in a while so who knows if but so so jc is indeed an italian name yeah so jc yeah so other than that evan's evan's getting married so i'll go there Oh, December uh, 16th. Yeah, we right? had, yeah, he told us that. So. Yeah, I, th- I think he I think he said it was the 16th or maybe the 17th. Yeah. All right, that, that's that's on our calendar yeah. too. I don't know if we're going to make it though. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get invited. But he put in a good word for us. <laughs> he froze up. <laughs> we'll do. All right. All right, uh I'm going to hand it over to John. John uh John doesn't ask about baseball as much as I do, so you might have a little more fun now. All right, Tom. So, hey, do you like Thomas or Tom? Or Tommy? Um, whatever you prefer. I don't uh, care. All right. hey, before, before you go, though, the last time I was I was talking to somebody last week, and they, they referenced you as Tommy Flo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get that as well. You got some sweet hair or what? <laughs> well, it started off like, I think I had no flow, I had no swag and instructs, and the Latins kind of got a hold of that and <laughs> started calling me Tommy Flow. And then my, uh, Cody Atkinson, the hitting coordinator. Yeah. Uh, and trying to get me to, I don't know. Hey, say, say that one again. You, you broke up. Tom, what, what did Cody do? He was trying to get me to grow my hair out for a while. And finally, I just gave in and said, all right, I'll, I'll let it. I'm just not going to get a haircut, I guess, and so we can match the name. Oh, all right. And, yeah. Because C- Cody doesn't have long hair. He's got a kind of a tight cut. So I don't, yeah. He must, well, he, be living, not. <laughs> he must be living through you vicariously. <laughs> yeah, okay. So Thomas and Jason, you're from Carlsbad, California, right? I mean, you had a heck of a high school career there. Um, did you go to Carlsbad High School? What was your high school called? Yes, Carlsbad High School. Carlsbad. Now, did you play any other sports when you were growing up or in high school? Uh, I try. I played. Let's see, soccer, basketball. When I was little, um, and like. In middle school, maybe towards the end of my middle school time, I just kind of focused on baseball. Just baseball, and that was it. Now you were committed to Pepperdine University coming out of high school. Your numbers were crazy, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, well, you didn't have much of a senior year. His junior year were nuts. The the hit like about nine thousand and had about 
80 home. I mean, it was crazy good numbers. And you started out great your senior year. You were committed to Pepperdine. Did you have any other schools on your list or anybody that wanted you? Uh, I only had a, I had USD. And then I was talking to a, like a, a decent amount from California. But USD was the one who offered me in Pepperdine. That was really it. Um, and then I kind of just committed right out of pretty early for my process okay because that was had a couple offers at that point now i'm i've never been to pepperdine but it's in malibu oh yeah it's got to be and nice I, and, you, and you overlook the ocean i mean uh, that had to be pretty enticing <laughs> definitely and a perfect distance from home so i was i was psyched on it for sure Right. That's not bad. That's not bad. Okay, so you're drafted in that weird 2020 draft. There was only five rounds. You're drafted in the fifth round in 2020. <laughs> How did you find out you'd been drafted? Um, well, it was, I was talking to my agent all day, and he was like, yeah, we'll know by the, by the second round. So Evan's pick. We'll know if they're going to take you. And then that came around, and then He's like, okay, they said we'll know by the third round. <laughs> so then that pick came around, and they still didn't know. And <laughs> then, like, 15 minutes after that, he was like, hey, they, we, if, if they offer this, you want to take it? And I was like, no, I think I want, I think I want more. And then... <laughs> They ended up, and then I called him like a couple minutes later. I was like, actually, if they offer that, I'm taking it. And then that's exactly what what happened. And then I took it. I think it was like a little before the fourth pick is when I found out that they were going to take me in the in the fifth round. Okay, so they for I, mean, I, I it was only five rounds, so I can remember this one: Foscue, Carter, T.K. Roby, uh, yeah. Dylan McLean, and then you in the fifth round. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And 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 believe it or not, I mean Dylan McLean they had heard of. You were more well known than than Evan Carter. <laughs> People knew who Jason was. They didn't really know who he was. He kind of spurred on there. Okay. So let me ask you this. What do you do outside of baseball? Do you hunt, fish? I mean, you're in California. Surf? I don't know. What do you what do you do when you're not playing not baseball? A whole lot. I really don't do a whole lot. Um I I golf. Okay. Okay. I like golf. That. I I surfed a little bit in the off season. I fished maybe once, but I think I'm going to get into surfing this off season. But How? I kind of just like to lay low and focus on my training. Really, honestly, that's kind of that's that's kind of fun for me. Is the 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 practice and preparation is what he, I like the, the most about baseball. So. Yeah, I mean, you said the grind. The grind is fun, so that, I like that, it. That kind I don't, of fits. I but okay. Yeah. So we got to get into your favorite food now. What what kind of food is your favorite kind? You're you're Italian. Is it Italian food or what is your favorite kind of food? I actually like Mexican food a lot. I really like meat. Um, I'm big into steak. Dude, this kid's after so, my heart right here. Steak. You can't go wrong with steak, man. I'm telling but, you. But not, not Italian that much. What's that? Not Italian food too much. I like. I, I mean, I like. I'll kind of. I don't think I'm very picky eater, so I'll kind of eat eat anything. And I. I mean, I love Italian food, but I really like Mexican food. What's your what's, 
What's your go-to Mexican dish? Just a carne asada burrito, probably. All right, I can handle that. Okay, so fast food. What's your favorite fast food joint? Fast food. Probably In-N-Out. Oh, boy. Yeah, I was about to say, he's going to pick In-N-Out over Whataburger. <laughs> but that, you're a California kid. I get it. There's a Whataburger now there in Arizona. Have you? Well, now you're in Frisco. Have you, had, right. a, have you had a Whataburger? I have not. You've been here a week. You gotta have. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right, this interview's <laughs> over. I mean, <laughs> you gotta try it. Now, look, I'm a guy that uh, I'm a water burger guy, but I do like In and Out burgers. Oh, yeah, I like In and Out. They've been yeah. In and Out are good burgers. Uh, so, but uh, you gotta try Water Burger now that you're living here in Texas. You're here in Frisco and in San Antonio. Yeah, Before you head back, you gotta go have one. Yeah, I will. Uh, okay. Okay. We just got a couple more, and we're gonna get out of here. Favorite. Home cooked meal. What's your favorite home cooked meal, and who cooks it? Um, hmm. my dad makes really good pizza. Ooh, all right. So I okay. really like that. And my mom used to make rice with onions and mushrooms and steak, and I really enjoyed that. That sounds For pretty good, actually. That sounds good. We ask everyone that because we're lining up our menu of whose homes we're going to go visit for home-cooked meals. That's right. So the pizza, the, the the rice with meat, and, I mean, we're getting all kinds of good stuff. Okay, one of my favorite games with the hitters is the home run game, okay? We're going to talk about three home runs, very easy. First one, tell me about the first home run you ever hit over a fence. How old were you and where was it? First home run, I was... Eight, maybe. And it was in San Marcos, which Texas? is a neighbor called no. that. Okay. San Marcos, California. Okay. I think that's my first one. Okay. okay. Over a fence. Oh, we went over a fence. Yeah. Not like in the backyard. Yeah. Like this was at a this is at a game. <laughs> hey, it was huh? at a game. The fences were about a hundred twenty feet, but it was yeah. at a game. All right, uh, that works. That, that right there tells you that that, that he had, he had the barrel back then. Okay, second home run, and there might be a couple of them. What's one of the most exciting ones you ever hit? Did you ever walk off in high school in the minor leagues um, anywhere? What's one of the most exciting ones you've had? I've had a couple for sure. Um, trying to think. In high school, we it was a, there was a big rally. And we were coming back in the game, and I hit a homer. I think that got us within one run, and that was kind of exciting. Sure. That's a good one. Exciting ones was the... Wait, you froze just a Hang second on. there. I think we're... Hang on just a sec. Okay, say the, say, the second, say the second one again. What was the second one again? Earlier this year, I think we were down... 4-2 in the eighth, and I had a homer to tie it up, and that was really exciting. So I think that's probably up there. Okay. Um, well, what about what about your grand slam? Another one. So those those are up there for sure. What what about the grand slam you hit last that's week? First inning. Well, I don't care. That was that's exciting, a- but not a huge you know not a huge moment. First inning. Yeah, but yeah, first Pretty cool, play homer. Yeah, but he, and that's the game they clinched, wasn't it? Wasn't that the game they clinched? Uh, it wasn't. I think that was a couple days after we clinched. Okay. Still, though, that, that was good. Okay, last one. Last home run. 
the bomb. What's the one you barreled that you know is the farthest one you've ever hit, and how far do you think it went? I think it was the one I I hit earlier in the year to tie the game up. I think it was I think it was that one, or it was one from last year. Um, probably probably the more previous, probably the one this year. How far do you think it went? I don't know. I think maybe around four four thirty, maybe four forty, maybe. I don't that's know. For, that works for me. That's a bomb. I'll take it. That, yeah. That's a bomb. Okay, last one. This is one we always have. It's a lot of fun. I don't know. You're going to love this. It's it's something that nobody knows about Thomas Sejaci. Let me give you some examples. Um, what was Evans? Well, I don't, oh, he's a green thumb. He likes he, to garden. Likes to garden. We had uh, a Jack Leiter. Hates peanut butter. Now he's your teammate. You can give him can some giving some credit about that. Um, but what is something that nobody knows about Thomas to JC? That nobody knows. That people are going to know now. That Correct. they're about to know. <laughs> That's a good no, I, I got to think about that one. <laughs> I'm a pretty he's, open book. So. He surfs? I mean, I, I didn't know. Uh, you could guess that one. Maybe that I really like history. Oh, all right. I'm a history. Dude, I'm a history major. This is my kid. I swear to God. I mean, I, this is. He likes history. He loves steak. He right. loves, I mean, this is right here. This is my boy. All right. Well, now what? What history is it? Is it world history? Do you like U.S. history? Every. I. I really like everything. Honestly, I'm really into like the pyramids and how they were built and stuff like that. Okay. Well, getting to travel around every one of these little, little, uh, little towns you play in in the minor leagues, especially, there's got to be some good historical markers out there. You got to go check them out. Yeah, yeah, yesterday was cool at the Alamo, and and uh, we went to a hotel that had a lot of cool, cool historic facts. Very cool. Yeah, no, that the Alamo is pretty cool. I mean, I know it's very touristy now, and and you know you can go across the street. And I think there's a McDonald's or something, but yep. Um, it's it's pretty amazing to read you know read the little graphics in in every every wall and right boy can you imagine that you know just you know almost 200 years ago obviously but sure <laughs> those guys were in trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were <laughs> they were in trouble so, all right. right well anything else you want to tell you? no but I, I i'm i'm pretty pretty impressed by that history stuff you're yeah that's that's good that's good stuff it's always good reading yep you can always find a good historical somebody from the past who you who you like and latch on to. So absolutely, I think if I said mine, I'd get canceled. So I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's that's fantastic. In fact, Jeff may see if you guys win it tonight. Uh, good luck tonight, Tom, uh, and and get back here. Jeff's probably be out there. You saw me the other day. I came up and said hi to you uh, before the when you were out there taking infield, but. Uh, Nothing else for you? No. Let no, this just, guy get out of here. He's got yeah. a game, important game tonight. You need to bring it home so the Rough Riders can come back here and play in front of the home crowd. Yes, sir. Tom, thanks so much. That's Thomas Sejaci, infielder for the Frisco Rough Riders, top prospect in the organization. Tom, thanks so much for joining us, buddy. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.
right, guys. Now it's time to go down in the bus leagues. Big thanks again to Thomas to JC for coming on with us. When you go to the bus leagues, it's the one place we can talk about playoffs because playoffs. the Frizz, look down east Hickory, their seasons are over. They had a good season going into it. They're done. Frisco is still playing the playoffs. We'll get to AAA in just a second. Yeah, I went out there the other night. They won their first game seven to two. Great Frisco. Game. Yeah, yeah, it's Frisco. Right. Frisco did, um, and won their first game. Man, it, the atmosphere was crazy. And you know what? Kudos to Frisco, Frisco for what they did. They're probably going to try to do it this weekend. You guys need to go out and watch these guys. They're probably going to, if they win this series, they're going to be back here Sunday. Sunday, uh, Sunday at five, I believe. Right, five, oh five is the tentative. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be, I'll be out of town, like I said. But uh, they, they will. The atmosphere was great. They gave away five dollar tickets. I'm assuming they're probably going to do that again. Season ticket holders got free tickets. Is that right? Free tickets for season ticket holders. $5 tickets. There were 5,500 people on a Tuesday night in September to watch this team. And, I mean, uh, let's go through the lineup that was there. You're talking about these are top 30 prospects. Third base, you have Thomas Sejaci, who we just talked to. Mm. Shortstop, Jonathan Ornelas, been on this this program before. He is making himself into a dude that could yeah, be a utility yeah, guy. Sure. Second base, uh, they had Acuna at second base, so okay. Foscu was DHing. There's another guy right there. Acuna is a top 30 guy. Foscu's a top 30 guy. Top 10 guys. Yeah. yeah, top 10 guys right there. In right field, they had Aaron Zavala, yeah. uh, who has been amazing. Center field, Evan Carter has been on this show. Number one. Um, and then left field, they had Kellen Strom, who's a name to watch. He hadn't been on the show, but that guy's produced at every level. Catcher, uh, I forget who they had catching that night, but it wasn't one of the, the top guys there. But th- this team was talented, and Jack Leiter was on the mound. Yeah, yeah. Who, I guess we got to talk about Jack and Leiter. Dustin Harris is on the injured list. Yes, he's... So, I mean, they, that's... It's a very talented well, team. And this team has had people go up and down. They've, they've had people come up, and they've had people go up. Right. And it's stayed a competitive... It's been a very talented team all year long. Well, I mean that that talks to the depth in the system exactly because you know, they're getting they're getting good players like Acuna and Zavala to replace guys who have gone up like JP Martinez and and of late Blaine Krim. Uh, you know, uh, Lighter. You know, at the end of his year, uh, maybe he's feeling a little fatigue. I'm not going to make excuses for him. Walks walking too many guys. It's been an issue all year. Um, but I still think you know if 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 uh, Frisco is advances that he he'll pitch in the next series um sure you know the, the guy who's pitching game two is over your shoulder cody bradford former former podcast guest lives just west big of- shout out to his dad and wife came up and said hello oh all right and said they were big listeners nice. and loved it and uh we it, it, i told him how much we thought that cody was just a wonderful guy yeah and they, but they he he his dad came up just loves it said man i love what you guys do i nice. love every bit of it Met his wife, just a lovely, lo- lovely young lady. She was telling me where they lived, and she gets to just walk over and go over. Of course, we know where they're yeah. living right there behind left field. But anyway, I, I wanted to stop real quick. Give a big th- uh, shout-out to them. It's really nice of them to come up and say yeah. something. Yeah, so anyway, their their son-slash-husband is uh, you know doing pretty well. You, you kind of look at his ERA. It's 501 entering the – I guess that's the end of the season. He finished with a 501 start. But you look at his whip is 124. Uh, he struck out more, you know, more guys than innings pitched. I think 124 strikeouts sure. and uh, 118, uh, yeah, something like innings pitched, 10 and seven record. You know, it, it was rough for everybody this year in the Texas League, especially early with the weather conditions. It was hot early. It was windy early. Sure. And and Chris Young has said that the Texas League is a terrible place to pitch. Yeah. So if the if the GM gets it, then then everybody else should. Uh, but he. Cody had a, a steady year. He he posted every time. He 
he gave him innings. He, it wasn't always it wasn't always pretty because of weather and other circumstances. But here he is still standing. He's pitching in the playoffs, and and uh, you know he's he's, he's rule, been pitching he's, well. In the right, he's been half. pitching very very well in the second half, and you know he's Rule Five eligible. Uh, another another guy to to keep an eye on. Another guy you wonder about, and uh, but just his size and his stuff, and he throws a lot of strikes, which which Tony Beasley has has said uh, since he took over. Rangers pitchers are going to throw strikes, whether he's the manager or not. So, he's only walked like 32 yeah, all year. Yeah, and then if you look at his numbers last year, it's the same thing. So yeah. uh, good for him. And, uh, and, and you know, that's part that's part of the reason why Frisco's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walked 32 all season. Jack Ladder's walked 12 in the last two games. Yeah. So that's where Jack's been. I watched Jack, Jack pitch. He was three and – I think he went three and two-thirds, yeah. left the bases loaded, more walks. He's frustrated with the strikes. Yeah. And I think – I think a little bit of Jack's problem right now. Look, he was still touching ninety-five to ninety-seven. Uh, slider wasn't working great. He got squeezed a little bit. He was frustrated with the strike zone, and I think he lost a little bit of composure okay. the other night. Well. And that'll happen. You're young. This is a kid that's very polished. You and yeah. I've talked to him. Very polished. This is a professional. It's his first season in pro baseball. Yeah. This is not the SEC. As good as you think the SEC is, <sighs> this is not the SEC. I think that I think I think he needs to get one more start with they do in the playoffs and uh, him and Wynn need to go off fishing for about a month although we know Jack's going to go back to the lab there in uh, Vanderbilt isn't he Yeah but uh uh to to your point yeah and Jim Callis said this last week on our show uh the Rangers really challenged this guy yeah. and, and he he made the same points SEC is not double A you know and and, and so Jack's learning and you know everybody thinks he's going to be better off for it. Um, you know, is there a is there a degree of, of worry? Probably a little bit more than than last year when it was euphoria. But uh, well, you know that's player development. Every sure. every player go, comes on his own time, has his own path. And and the Rangers accelerated his path by by pitching him at Double A. Maybe he starts at at Frisco again next year. Maybe maybe they want him to start there, do well earn a quick bump to AAA and see what happens. But sure. um, it's not a lost year. He's made every start. He's been healthy. He's had velocity. He's gotten the he's, innings. He's, he's striking guys out. So yes. Oh yeah. The, that's every, everything's there. It's just him figuring out how to, how to make it, how to make well, it go. One, you know, one thing killed him walks. He no. was walking guys. And that's not the Jack ladder we saw in college either. I mean, this yeah. is the guy that was the big game pitcher in college and all of that. It's just, yeah. I, I'm not worried about Jack ladder. He's still yeah. a, an ace in my book that that's going to do next year. If he starts half the year doing what he's doing this year, maybe everyone can get a little concerned, okay. but still, I think he's going to be all a right. serviceable pitcher and doing that. Got to go to triple a, they're still five games back. Uh, they're really yeah. going to have to get on a hot streak here to make the playoffs. I think uh, they're 76 and 67. They're three and seven in their last 10. They did lose last night. Um, you know, tough, look. tough road trip. El Paso and Tacoma. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the Pacific Coast League is not a great place to pitch either. No. In fact, the, the league ERA is higher, gets thinner is, is in some of those higher places. there than it is in the Texas League. But yeah. again, uh, you know, the Rangers still have some time to make moves if they want. Sure. Um, and one name that's come up. Is, is Chase Lee, who's who's behind me. He was the first uh, uh, player to be in studio. I think the only player to be in studio so far. Yeah, that's all we've um, had because they were Frisco was in yeah. town and it was an off day. And, and anyway, uh, he, um, you know, you when when Chase got bumped to Triple A after just dominating Double A, his numbers went you know, were really not good. But and and right now you look at his ERA, it's like five ninety one. But 
at one point his ERA was like 27. Right. I mean, it was it was massive. Right. And he's pitched really well, and and he he has caught the eye of Rangers brass, and they they would consider him for a potential call up if it's warranted. I, I, you know, Kyle Cody would probably get the nod ahead of him. Right. Um, maybe AJ Alexi because he's still in the 40 man roster. And I keep forgetting about but, Kyle Cody. You know, it's um. It's it's the cupboard's not bare, and, no. and and the Rangers have they're they've always had a guy like Chase Lee, you know. I, I, the name that comes to mind for me is, is Alex Claudio, you yeah, know, you know, who had some really good seasons with the Rangers, <laughs> yeah. And Darren O'Day, of course, who, yeah. who who became a star and a future All Star, just, uh, just started playing, with the right? Rangers. Now he's still pitching, he's so, still going, okay. Um, and and so that's a, it. You know, when when you start thinking about the twenty twenty three bullpen, Chase Lee's going to be in the mix at some point, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anything else before we get out of here? It's been no, a good show. No, it has been. Just, uh, again, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes. That's very, very important for us. Uh, subscribe to rangerstoday.com for five ninety nine a month, five ninety nine a month, $60 right. for a year, $35 for six months. Uh, the YouTube YouTube subscription's free. Just hit the button and follow us. And, Absolutely. And the stuff appears. So uh, Don't hop on board with all of that and do it for Durrett. The event's October 14th. I think we'll probably have Emily Jones on here uh, before long to, sure. to talk about it like we did last year. So And just see what she's going to do. She just lives right down the street, so maybe we can coax her to come into the studio. Yeah, so. get her to come in studio here, and we'll have to probably have to get, get her to bring a bottle of wine or something. No, that's her That's right. her other gig, too. Hey, the, the, and do it for Durrett. It's near and dear to my heart. Guys, you can't understand that I, I've come as close as you probably can come to actually losing somebody, and then it didn't happen. You, you're flummoxed so bad you don't know any help helps. I can't imagine losing a, a, anybody in your family. Yeah. It oh. did not happen to me. But you lose someone in your family, the devastation, you're, it just, you you go numb for yeah. a little bit. And I we spent about five days numb. Oh. And some of you know that story. But anyway, that is a very important one, and it's a great cause. I love it. These families well, need that yeah. help, and that it is, I can't imagine what they go through sure. in the sudden loss. Yeah. I mean, Kelly and her kids are fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, gotten to know them, and they're just great people. So, you guys, get on that. That's that's yeah. a great cause. Yep, I agree. All right, till next time, guys. Uh, we'll see you at the yard. Yeah. Bye, guys. See you. Roxo Media House.